Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I had some professors down in Alabama that I just thought were some of the best educators that I've ever been around because of, of what they demanded. Um, there's a uh, Dr. Bragg, Dr. Diane Bragg at Alabama is probably the best journalism professor that I've dealt with. And I mean phone that. Him? What's that? I said on phone him? What's wrong with you and your face? Listen, man. Continue with your. No, that's all right. We can just get start. Do whatever. <laughs> Damn it, Tony. He was re- putting a nice bow on everything, trying to get into Dr. Bragg and everything she taught him down there and trying to give her, like, give her, her put flowers. On, put it on something. No, we're put not it. putting it on phonem grave, Tony. Because <laughs> some people aren't from the lovely city of Chicago, don't even know what phonem grave is. Just, just the worst. Just the worst. Just, just can't do it. If on a on a pot of three Negroes tone, I want to avoid <laughs> some things we just should avoid. And them grave is one of those things. Just inviting everyone over. That's right. all. Like, can we keep some things in the community? We just got to keep some things in house. I'm getting them prepared. What if what if an athlete end up saying it? Like there's some things where athletes have said something from the community, and everybody that's covering them are like, wait, what? That's fine. I want to leave the mystery. Everybody don't need to know everything. But uh, Lawrence, to your point about being Professor Holmes, Doctor Holmes, you look more Professor Doctor than I've ever seen you. Oh, with and the beard. You have. Yeah, I was about to say you, the beard. I, I've seen you with the beard before, but usually you're like Jason. Like Jason in non-football times rocks the beard. It looks good, and then he cuts it all off. You've been the same way over the years where you have the beer for three, four weeks and you're like, all right, I had my fun and you cut it all off. What has what made you make the decision to say, all right, fuck it. I'm going to grow the beard out and keep it. Well, I'm still like, honestly. Russ, today, I even had the thought of like shaving it off. Um, It's very strange because it can go one of two different ways. Like, I do think it. I actually look younger without it, but for some mm-hmm. reason, people have said that they think I look younger with it, which means I need to do a better job of like skincare. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it, 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 I'm sure it has to do a little bit with like balancing out my face since I don't have any hair anymore. Like that's part of it where I'm like, I wonder what this would look like if I just like grew a beard. And I actually do think that it's done a good job of balancing things out for me. Um, but I also wanted to see like how gray 
it was. Because when I grew it out, I did grow it out and let it ride for the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was out here looking like my hair too, because we weren't going to barbershops or anything like right, that. Right. I was out here looking like Frederick Douglass. <laughs> I mean, the hair. Was, I mean, the hair was going then, but I can I can still grow a quote unquote head of hair, right? Mm-hmm. It's just got a big old ball patch in the middle of it, and and so you know you get to let's see March, April, May, June. By the time we got to I think August, I think that I think NBC was doing like a, a benefit show and we were all doing it from remote and everything oh it was the stop killing us show yeah because <laughs> me you ab jason kendall all the yeah current block employees he stopped killing us and then straight yeah. enough brian urlacher yeah <laughs> respect um <laughs> so i had the hair like grown out underneath it and you know, i could just kind of brush it back but like in the morning when I wake up, man, it was straight up Frederick Douglass time. <laughs> like, and I didn't care. Like, no one was seeing me. Like, I wasn't really going mm-hmm. anywhere. So I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'm walking around my house with this beard and this mm-hmm. crazy old hair. But I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck because I dig it. And then some days I'm like, man, I'm so tired of this. Like, the maintenance <laughs> is ridiculous. Like I'm now going to get shaped up. Mm-hmm. I'm usually like a 10 day guy, like when it comes to haircuts, but now it's, it's six or seven. Yeah. Just to make sure. But I told, I told my barber that last week, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for growth now. Like he had been trimming it and I'm saying, let's go full lovey. Like let's, let's go. And so, so here's the thing. I thought he looked awful with the beard. I know some people love, I him. like lovey with the beard. He looked old as hell. Right, he looked like Black Santa Claus. He looked like Blanca Claus, and I really didn't, cause I had seen Lovey when they first hired him when he was doing that. Oh, we got to beat the Packers bullshit, and then he was young in the face. But when you just go the full white and like I'm talking white white, beard, yeah, you look like Blanca Claus. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that Lovey like he's in great shape, and, and I mean, I don't mean to disrespect, he's got great skin. So, mm-hmm. like, if he didn't have the beard, he he would look a, a lot younger. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but I also think that he was kind of going for an aesthetic. And I think he found it and he liked it. And his wife liked it, so it, it wasn't no reason for him to. Right. He's like, hey, let me do this thing. Everyone knows I ain't got no hair. I got this beard, though. And let me go out here and, and and get this money. He's another, you know, we talk about all the Hall of Famers at the bank. Lovey, mm-hmm. another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that man still good. Ballot. Lovey, first ballot. Still at the bank, for sure. Well, no, I I I, I like the beard on you, but I could understand if you said, no, I'm just gonna let it ride. Was there ever a thought, and you can be honest, we, we in the words of Bernie Matt, we family. Um a little just for men touch of gray. Never. Never. You said I'm just going we're coming home. Never. And the the crazy part is I will say that when I'm on television, 
I do powder up here because of like, and you guys can see it like just from the light mm -hmm, up here, mm -hmm. like the shine or whatever. So I do powder, but like I see my man, I see Uncle Herm, Herman Edwards on TV with that fiction that he got going on Amen. with the color. And then Amen. I see my man Nick Saban with that fiction that he got going Amen. on. <laughs> he didn't even go like Saban went crimson like he went with the school colors for sure <laughs> and i'm like come on man come on man he said y'all not gonna catch me out here right looking mm. my age and i he feel got, like he gotta look young for the recruits got to i guess i get it but um gents and we might we may or may not get into this a little later but y'all gonna i'm gonna need y'all to to drop 30 a piece tonight man your, your boy's playing your boy's playing with a heavy heart. Why is that? Man. You lost another goat? Yeah, man. Oh, man. And I'm it's sorry. One I, it's one I really like, too, dog. Oh, I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? Well, it's a, a young lady that I had been seeing. And, you know, Lawrence, I'm a charming young man. I would agree. And every, and every once in a while, you meet a young lady that is equally as charming. And so, yeah, I've been seeing somebody, and uh, distance is hard, man. Yes, it is. You don't live in the same place. That shit's tough, and it has uh, come to its conclusion. And it's one of those things where you're like, I know it probably won't work because of that. And there are some other things, but it was just like, but I'm one of those people that says, I don't want to miss out on an experience in life thinking about the end. Right. So it, it's actually it, a really good philosophy. You know, like I, I've always believed that you have your, your person and tone found this person. Uh, everybody has one. And I don't think there's just one person on the face of this earth that could be your person. I think there's multiple people that fit you and your brand and your lifestyle and your personality that's your person. And when you find that person, fantastic. But when you don't, we still have a lot of life to live and companionship is important and you meet people to learn things and, you know, to spend time with. And I think all that's important. And so I don't like doing the whole, well, it ain't gonna work, so I might as well not even put myself in that situation. So it was a. Uh, it's one of those where I'm like, hey man, eventually we'll have to have a conversation. But it came sooner than I thought it would would come, and it's like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm a, I'm a distribute, and I'm gonna need my my guys to knock down shots from the outside just in case my game is off. So so wait, I I mean I'm obviously I listen to the pod every week, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but seeing you guys do the pod is a little bit different. Is the red wine a staple? of Russ doing the pod, or is this uh, emblematic of the way you're actually feeling? No, it's emblematic today. Like every once in a while I have like a high noon, right? Or I'll have a little bourbon, pour a little bourbon, a little rum in here. You know how we get down with the rum, but uh, no, this is a, uh, your boy was feeling down today. So he needed uh, to pour a little Cabernet. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tone, in spirit. Yeah. Cheers. Are, are you having the finest beer of root? The finest yeah, beer. I am. The finest, only the finest shall touch his lips, all right? <laughs> I, I, Tony, I swear, when I go places and, like, maybe the menu's, like, a little bit off, 
and I see like they have like their own root beer, I always think of you and I'm always like, hey, here's a place I can take Tony and then he can have a drink and he can have the finest of beer of root and he can enjoy mm-hmm. it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm always on the pursuit of more root. Pursuit of root. I mean, why not? It's a good thing. <laughs> I don't like the way it came out. It, well, <laughs> so, so, like so wait, I'm not done with my interrogation, Russ. Okay. It's, it's a soft interrogation. Okay. So I'm wondering now, like, how long are you going to be sad about this to the point where you don't go and entertain? Or will you be entertaining um, very soon? Here's the thing. I knew what was to come, so I had been preparing myself. Um, and so for me, I wanted to give myself 48 hours to feel. Because I think sometimes the dudes, we don't take the time to feel. And like, even though it was, hey, we're having a good time, we're having fun, you live here, I live there. Human emotion comes into play at some point for everybody. And I enjoyed this person's company to the point where I'm like, man, is there any way? And at the end of the day, it's just not really possible. So I'm going to allow myself to be sad for a couple of days. And then you know me, I'm 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 back out there. Like I've I've my DMs have never stopped. Oh, but it's just like oh, yeah. I want to I want to oh yeah, but I want to <laughs> take the time to be like man. It ended very adult, which is cool. Nobody hates anybody, which is cool. Very important. But in your heart of hearts, you're like man. Are my feelings hurt a little bit because I didn't want it to end like this? Yes, it happens to the best of us. How far, like distance wise, like how, how what are we talking here? New York. Okay, so not terrible, but expensive. <laughs> I've uh, spent a little money this this summer. Yeah. Um, there. Hey, it ain't tricking if you got. It. I'm not. Oh, never trick it, Tom. <laughs> um, but you got it though. Nah, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that either. <laughs> uh, I'm a free agent soon, so we'll see. Um, I there were other factors at play besides the distance. I and I've been talking to some friends about it for a couple of weeks now because I've been thinking about it actively, preparing for this conversation that came sooner than I thought. And it's like the the point of long distance is that at some point. You gotta be together. Agreed. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a means to an end. And if y'all just gonna be long distance forever, that really not gonna work. And she had her thing out there. She's killing shit. I'm doing what I do out here. Everybody's so successful. It's not like nobody wants to move. And so that wasn't at play. There were some other factors at play. And it was just like, you know, it's 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 probably time, but like that doesn't mean I want to stop seeing you. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's unfair to put somebody in a position where it's like, well, I can't have you in the way that I want to, so we're just going to keep doing what exactly? So it all makes sense. It's all very mature, but what comes with being mature is on the other side of that is like, damn, that's a sad end, even though it's a great mature. thing. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I feel you on that, man. Like that's, I agree with you that it's very mature. And I also think that you're, you live in by that credo of let's have this experience without worrying about like the back end of it. Yeah. I, I think is, I think is a smart way to go about things because you never yeah. know. Like it, it might be something where you're just like, wow, like my whole world has changed and why not live in this space? Why don't you deserve to be happy? Even if that happiness is six months, like, having that six months of happiness is a gift. So why not? Why not try it? Like it's, I'm, I'm sad for you. I really am. But I, I think that you handled this as well as, as you can. It is a, uh, it is part of, of growing up and I'm going to be, I'm closer to 30 than I've ever been. I'm, a year, a little bit of like a year and a half away from 30. And it's kind of just like, damn, like you learn life lessons closer to that age that knowing you're, you're early twenties, you're wild and out. I'm having a good time in your middle twenties. You're like, you know what, man, life's good. Like I'm acting like an adult adult out here. Cool. Make a little bit of money. You know, I, I'm not living in my mama house no more. And I can have people over and I can see my friends and start my career. And then you're late twenties. You're like, no, all that still applies. But then it's like, all right, I'm, I'm like, this is a, there's adult things happening. Yeah. There are choices that have to be made. Choices have to be made and contract renegotiations. And, you know, your, 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 your feelings get hurt once or twice. And you don't, you're trying to avoid hurting somebody's feelings, even though sometimes it's not always about you intending to or not. And, you know, balancing that and life and career or, relationships or situationships uh, or whatever it's called and it's uh it's been an interesting learning experience for me and it's one that like i don't regret and i feel like i've done fine and at the end of the day you got to be a good dude and not hurt people and be honest and use your words and communicate but like it's easier said than done some days and Russ, let me tell you, there's more coming. Listen, listen, man. Listen, I'll cross that bridge when we get to it. That that man giving life advice is the good professor, the good doctor, Lawrence Holmes joining the young dude cast because he is still a young dude. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> As we just discussed him and just for men touch of great I'm not but I, but I love y'all young dudes. Like y'all are the best, bro. I'll drag my old ass onto this podcast. I, I sent, whatever way that I, I sent Lawrence a text because Tone threw it out there last night. Hey man, we haven't had Lawrence on the pod in a while. I'm like, you know what, Tone? Damn it, you're right. And I shoot him the text message, hey, man, you want to be on the Young Dude cast? And I, I, I didn't think about it until just now. I'm like, oh, man, are we insinuating that he's not a member of the Young, young Dude, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, I am not out here trying to, to fake the funk. Like, I'm very aware of who I am at 48, and I'm good with it. It is weird, though, to, like, go from, like, I remember being the guy, like, on the rise at the score. Like, being... Oh, you got to watch out for that dude, and and now I'm I'm like, yeah. So let me tell you some stories, you know. Like it's <laughs> it, it's it, and it happened like in a blink, like in a blink, like where where 
I remember like when Jason walked in the door at the score and I was like, oh, I guess I'm not the young dude no more. Like the young dude is here now and it's Jason. And then you go through and you see, oh, then you, you pop up and you're like, oh, there's someone like Tony that pops up. And you're like, I'm real old. I thought about <laughs> it. I thought about it today with all of the Justin Fields stuff. I am. Because, you know, I, I, I always love to talk about it, like in the context of like students and Justin Fields could clearly be one of my students. Mm-hmm. Like I have I have students that are younger than Justin Fields. And then I was like, wow, I'm it would not be a scandal for me to be Justin Fields, father. Like, <laughs> like at my age, and that, that would be like incredibly. Like, oh, you had a kid when you were 24 or 25 or whatever. Like, yeah, that 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 makes sense. Like, that's how old I am now. Like, like I'm like, oh, I could offer some fatherly advice to, to Justin Fields if, if he wanted it right now. So I'm cool with being invited to the young guy picnic here on the podcast. Well, listen, we're going to get into a little bit of that, too, here in a second. Uh, this podcast is produced interrupted by entertained by the young man known as anthony gill father to be husband son friend ex hooper ex white castle employee Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right off the resume (laughs) (laughs) you know what's funny i i I still put that that on my resume I don't you know why. I just I never. I'm going to do it every week where I say all like, especially the ex White Castle employee because that's my favorite. That's I mean that I still put that on my resume to like companies like yeah. I, experience at White Castle though. Or had a bad? the shooting. I oh, there was a. Well, there, there was a shooting. I got uh, a little bit sexually harassed, a little bit too. So, oh, you got you know. that? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, you're not gonna speak past that, like you said. Yeah, just a little bit. Tone talks about his adventures leaving White Castle in his White Castle uh, uniform to go hoop late at night. He talked about the shooting outside. He talked about the person that used mm-hmm. to blow the bathroom up at the White Castle and then just leave. Mm-hmm. But never once did Tone talk about him being. Sexually harassed white cat. Tone, what happened? Yeah, yeah, just just a little bit. It wasn't too crazy. So, like, just a little harassment. Yeah, just just a little bit. You know, I can handle it. You know what I'm saying? I just had to remove myself from the situation. So uh, every year, the, if you meet your quota or something, the, the the business of White Castle International will pay for your entire staff at White Castle to go out to a restaurant or whatever, and then they will replace all your staff with other white castle employees from the surrounding area to run your white castle for like a night uh, so we went and they decided to go to buffalo wild wings why well, oh, was that the choice i don't know no. i don't know so they went to buffalo wild wings we go there uh me and my friend marquise you know he was one of the best men at not one of the best mm-hmm. but one of the uh, men that stood up yeah, yeah groomsmen that stood up in my wedding um so we're working together and we was like uh you really want to go i'm like ah it's free food man you know we college kids at the time so i'm like we don't really got a choice when it turns to free food you just gotta pull up <laughs> and just deal with the consequences so we go there and they're already like three four or five drinks in mm-hmm. 
And we're 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 the we were the young dude cast of the White Castle. Uh so we're the youngest people there. And we uh we pull up and we sit down next to our bosses, and one of the bosses was pretty lit. And I sit down next to her, right? And you know, I'm ordering my food, stuff like that. And she's getting real handsy. Really, really handsy. What do you mean handsy? Like does she touch your meat, Tom? She did not touch the meat. Okay. She okay. did not touch the meat. She kept it up, up above the waist. Okay. But you know, just she was excessive real- hugging, excessive touching of the arms, um, laughing a bit too hard at the jokes. It was like she finally got her opportunity and excuse to live out what she was thinking about when we were working at White Castle. And uh so, you know, everybody's looking at it. I got the other managers. They're looking and they're staring at me and they're not saying anything. I was like, I don't feel protected. I don't feel protected at this space. You guys are equals. I'm a subordinate. I do not feel protected. So uh, we end up, me, me, me and my guy Marquise, we end up leaving uh, a bit early because it just was not the, it wasn't cool. So I ended up leaving. So that's, that's it. That's why I mentioned it. It wasn't nothing spectacular, you know. Bro, she hit you with the that the Alicia Keys off of "You Don't Know My Name," <laughs> right? I I look different outside of my work clothes. <laughs> she hit you with. I, I recently saw a reel talking about that video, and it's a really good question that got asked after most Def orders the special, which was what brother, right? Catfish with like hot chocolate. Why was That's he crazy? Hot chocolate? Like, come yeah. on. Man. His uh, his stomach sounded oh, like butt. Calm down. His, his uh his stomach sounded like the beginning of Rack City. Yes, <laughs> his stomach sounded like the first fifteen minutes of Saving Private Ryan. All you heard from most death in the bathroom was. <laughs> you got him sounding like Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, yo, my God, like Batman's stomach. <laughs> Catfish and hot chocolate is a sick ass combo at your local diner. First off, you trust the local the catfish at the local diner? I know Shorty Q. I get it. I had a crush on Alicia Keys too, but I ain't buying no catfish from the local diner with and washing it down with hot chocolate. I get a grilled cheese, a Monte Cristo, an omelet, but I'm not getting. No catfish. And remember what she said. She said that her manager always tells her to use water for water, the hot chocolate. But I use cream and milk for him. What, no, what if, sir. Bro, what if he was lactose too? You know his his stomach doing backflips. Like yeah, maybe that was the plan. Maybe that was the plan. I get to stay at the restaurant a little longer because I'm gonna be at the toilet and that give me more oh. time to talk to Alicia Keys. Oh fam. Yo, I, if I'm talking to the baddie at the diner, I don't want my stomach sounding like the first 15 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. I, I know that for a fact. Most of that stomach was blowing up. Yeah. You you damn right it was blowing up. His stomach sounded like Dougie Fresh. <laughs> you got it sounded like the human beatbox. Oh, my man, so it sounded like Dougie Fresh. <laughs> oh, y'all are stupid. This podcast, what you're listening to right now, is brought to you by Sheets Giggles. Tony is brought to you by Sheets Giggles. Use sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. Use promo code sports. 
That is promo code sports. Get 23% off your next purchase of the best sheets on the market. We're also brought to you by BetMGM. Use promo code adjacent1000 to get $1,500 back if you do not win your first bet at BetMGM. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Lawrence, uh, now that we've moved off of most deaths, uh, bubbly guts. Um, that's the most a- I've ever had on a podcast. I can talk to you about that. Like, no. even like watching it in real time, I'm like, that's that seems weird because you know, like, I have Crohn's disease, so like, mm. so the, the food choices are significant for me, and I'm like, that's a terrible idea. But- <laughs> I'm gonna have you put the still image of what most death was eating in that video just so the people who watch the clip can see is one of the it is one of the wildest combos <laughs> in the world <laughs> most deaf stomach sounded like dougie fresh beatboxing mm. um lawrence you just had a, a surprise party thrown for you man tone and i were in attendance for now it's a birthday Tone's party non-birthday yeah, birthday non-birthday so um one, now that it, it's been a couple of days since it happened, what was your instant thoughts? Because I got the video. And then two, and Tone put that in as well so people can see. And then two, did you enjoy it? Seeing all the people that feel like you helped help shape That wasn't even all the people. It wasn't. It was just the people that could be in, like, there were more people invited, but like, folks were out of intimate group. There's all sorts of stuff. The intimate group of your circle who just like, you know what, dog? We love you, man. And we're going to throw you a party. I, I first, first of all, let me say thank you. I, I really appreciated everyone doing that. Like, I thought it was really dope. And then, like, like, really thinking about it, I feel like it's something that people should do more of. Like, not for me, like, but for each other like that's a dope thing to have where how about a bunch of us just like get together and show appreciation for whatever like whatever that person is for us in our life now i hate surprise parties my 30th (laughs) birthday was a surprise party and i like flipped out because like my anxiety went through the roof once i figured out what was going on and i got really mad and then i calmed down so I, re- I remembered that as you guys were yelling surprise. And you can kind of <laughs> see it on my face. He was um, like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> it's not my birthday. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, is someone pregnant? Like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, I, I was like, man, this is, it took me like 10 minutes to go from high anxiety to really like absorbing what was going on and and enjoying it. I'm also mad at myself because at one point I was a really good reporter. I have very good instincts and <laughs> it shit just got past me because I was not in mode. Like I wasn't <laughs> in reporter mode. So I totally thought that I saw Campy. And then I was like there's no way in hell that was campy. Like, mm-hmm. like there's no way in hell that was campy. Doesn't mean anything. And, and, and then when I see Tony and Stephanie, cause I'm notoriously early and Afia is a, a notoriously late. Like that's even though like, she's my best friend, this is how our relationship works. So she said, B 
be there at three thirty. I was there at three ten, and I just waited because I I knew. Plus, you know, the city act all crazy. City was acting all crazy because like our, our Mexican brothers and sisters, all Man. they wanted to do was go out here and have a good time. I love the party, but it took me an hour and fifteen minutes to get home. Well, and I live ten minutes away. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I will say, Russ, that Afia basically like we were sitting there chilling after everyone left. We were talking about all sorts of stuff, and then she she got a text message. And she's like, "Yo, they closing down the city. Man, listen. <laughs> you might want to head home." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. It took me, I think it took me forty minutes because I didn't have to. I didn't have to go east until you could actually go east. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russ, you had to go east. Even I did. Yes, and and it was wild. Like I I drove down Canal, same, right? And <laughs> and and so I'm like. I was like, this will be fine. I'll take Canal to um, um, Chinatown. Right? No, you won't. And when I got to 18th Street, Russ, Russ, 18th Street, they blocked it off coming back, coming back north. But 18th Street was exactly where everyone wanted to be. So everyone who was coming north was turning on the 18th Street. And then I'm driving south. I'm like, I just, if I can just get through 18, like if I can just get through 18, I'll be good. And because of y'all asshole, <laughs> I had a, a car full of balloons. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, when I pulled up the police officer, cause they were checking IDs and stuff to mm-hmm. let people through. And the police officer was like, um, are you going to like the festivities? I was like, no, strangely enough, like I'm not Mexican and these balloons have nothing to do with Mexican independence. They're just in my car. He's like, just go. <laughs> I don't even want to know what's going on. It was wild. But no, man, like the party was just it was dope. And I I'm struck by how many how many truly creatives were in the room. And how much fun it was and how fun it was to talk about media, like seriously, like me, Maggie and Marshall and Maggie's husband, Pete, like we got into this like really great discussion about where media is going and where sports media is going. And it was great. Like it was the type of stuff that I love to do It's the type of stuff where I mean, I know that we'll never get Tony out to brunch now because he's about to have a baby, but. Mm-hmm. I love a good three hour brunch where at the end of it, people are just kind of hanging out and talking about whatever. And that's kind of what this feels like. Afia is really good at that too. Like she, she fosters her place is perfect. And she, and she would tell you that she's really, she's so good at design. Like the way that her place is, is set up is for entertaining. And I don't know if that's just the Owusu family, like how they get down. If that's a, 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 a Ghana thing, if that's how they kick it in Ghana, where there's a central place that everyone comes to. But anytime a Fia throws a party, you guys should go because she knows how to throw a party. Her place is always like meticulous and perfect for whatever you want to do. And the way that she had it set up, where like, if you want to go sit and watch the game, go watch the game. If you want to kick it here, you want to be by the bar, like all of that stuff. So 
it was great. Like I, I still have the balloons upstairs. Like I, I thought about like, man, just pop these balloons and throw them in the recycling. Like, no, nah, I'm gonna let these balloons live out a little bit because it, it, it's a symbol. Like it's a great symbol of uh, what people that I care about think about me. And that, that means a lot. It was so much fun. Shout out to Maggie and Shake and Afia for putting on the great party. And it's just nice to be in the environment with your people. Yes. Right where we don't see each other for a while and all your people get together and it's just fun. And I see my man, Marshall Harris, who I want to fight all the time. Jason there cracking jokes and uh, giving advice and young, young Kyle's there. Yeah. Young Kyle was there with his head swimming. Yo. He was just like, Yo, Kyle was like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Who are these people? Who are these people? Like, what is going on? And uh, I mean, it's great. Like, I love that that's a story that Kyle will have. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 years from now, he'll be on a podcast. He'll be like, yo, there used to be this guy. <laughs> and, and, and I met him like twice and I got invited to some surprise party for him. And it wasn't even his birthday. But I, was, but I was in the room with Russ Dorsey and I was in the room with Shakia Taylor, like all this stuff that he'll be able to throw out. It's like I was in the mm-hmm. room with the head of NBC, Tony Gill. Man, I, well, I'm going to take a sidebar here real quick. I love that young Kyle is around so many different people because for the first time in my life, I can see myself in somebody. And it's and it's awesome. And it's like, I want to help that dude be as great as he wants to be. And how you it, know how I felt in 2019. And everything comes full circle because you did that for me, and Marshall did that for me, and Jason did that for me. And it's like, man, I gotta keep keeping keep passing the baton to the people uh like young Kyle who want to succeed. But that's my man, Hunter Grant. But back to you, Lawrence. And so, yeah, it was Lawrence walks into the room after we all go surprise. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And then Maggie explains what we were trying to do and like why we wanted to celebrate him. And his first words that cover his muscles. Oh, yeah. So that's why I saw Tony. And I was like, ah, damn it, Tony. <laughs> Take a picture, yeah. Surprise! Where is this <laughs> Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, Shakes tweeted. Is that why I saw Tony? Damn it! Oh. Oh. Tony covered it really well, though. Yeah. Um, okay, so listen. A couple weeks ago, Shake tweeted about how good your coaching tree is. And then I texted her, we should get to get, have a like get together in the coaching tree. And she said, I was just thinking the same thing. And then we got a fee involved and here we are. We love you. I, I love you guys too. You could have just said, Lawrence, come and hang out. No, no, no. No, we knew you would never like let come if we were like, hey, we want to have a party for you. Your ass wouldn't have come. For you, I would have. <laughs> I, I mean, and Tony's over in H Mart trying to hide and it's... <laughs> Oh man. So here here's the thing. Um seeing Tony out in the streets, I was 
I had just seen like, you know, me and Tony had done a little thing over at NBC. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, I saw him and Steph, like they were out. And I was so it wasn't registering. That that's where they were going. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, they're just around town today. It's it's young Tony broadening his horizons. Got it. It's Stephanie <laughs> bringing the, bringing him to Greek Town. They gonna have dinner or go get kimchi, which was what she said they were going to do. And and I was just like, man, this. It honestly, like, I was having a, to tell you guys. I'll tell you guys the straight up truth. Um, my Crohn's has been acting up for like a a few months. Like it's just been off and on, like weird stuff going on. So my doctor had put me on prednisone, uh, which is a steroid to kind of calm down some of the inflammation. Prednisone has a lot of side effects. And when I was on it, when I first got diagnosed, it like straightened my hair out. Like I have to show you guys some pictures. It makes your face puffy. It like straightened my hair out is a whole thing. So I was like, man, like 30 years later, like I got to, I got to go through prednisone again. Now I'm already done. I took my last dose of it today and it was like a quick, like two week thing just to kind of get things in order. But I was having a rough day on Saturday. Like I was having a real, like on the couch under the cover. Cause you know, the day was kind of cool and, and overcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like It was one of those days where like, man, I don't really feel like doing nothing today. Like mm-hmm. I just, I just need to kind of be in my feelings like that sort of thing. And then I was like, man, did this, because Afia does such a great job with breakthrough. That's the lie. I don't know if that's what she told y'all, but the what she said to me was, "Hey, I'm getting honored for my work with breakthrough." That's how she got me there. She's like, "Are you going to be there?" I was like, I was like oh, "Obviously, like you're my best friend. Of course, I'm." And I've donated to Breakthrough. Like they're a great organization. And then I was stressing because. I don't know if you guys have ever checked out Afia's Instagram page, but she always looks amazing. Mm -hmm, So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to wear this suit or blah, 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 blah. And then she goes, yeah, um, they just told me that the event is like casual. So don't like wear a suit. I'm like, that's strange. Cause you see what I'm saying about like, (laughs) not registering. Yeah. You know, like, what do you mean? Like, this is a whole thing to honor you. Why the fuck are we not? Sunday <laughs> <laughs> best. And why? Yeah. And why are we? Why are we doing this in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday? But um, I so I seeing Tony and I told Tony I was like, man, this made my day because I I love Tony. Like, and when I see him and Stephanie, and now like how big Stephanie is, and she's she can tell she's uncomfortable. She's like, I just want to get the baby out. Yeah. <laughs> but seeing them, it, it, it like really like perked me up. So I went from having one of those days where I thought I was not going to get seen by anybody to having like the best day of my life. So it ended up being <laughs> great and perfectly on time. No, that's awesome. I, uh, well, one, like I, I thought it was his birthday. I'm like, why are we so, I know it's not his birthday. But like again, like people don't normally just throw surprise get-togethers and parties for n- people that you know just just randomly. Honestly, so I'm like, it's brilliant though. Yeah, it is. It is. So I definitely wrote happy birthday on his card that I got him. Um, it was just funny. I hope uh, I hope you like. Did you read the card, Lawrence? 
No, I, I, I was having a hard time. Like, I don't want to even open the car because I'm going to turn into a puddle. Oh, man. Come on. Tony, I swear if you put happy birthday on that man's car. I did. I definitely put happy birthday. From, from the baby, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's from uh, me, Stephanie, and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You should read the card. There's something it, it, funny in there because, uh, well, I, I can tell you what the gift is in there, but the card is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, you should you should go ahead and get that done. So, but I like the I like seeing all the people. Well, not again. We talk about it wasn't everybody that was there. Everybody that could make it. Um, just appreciate somebody that that we love. Um, and you got to do it when we're all able to accept it yes. fully. Um, yes. Don't wait until people have passed or people have gotten really Infer- sick yes. or, you know, or other ways like, no, take, take your friend out, call them. Um, just tell them, Hey, I don't want anything. I just want to say that I love you and appreciate you. And, I, and I'm glad that we're friends. That's it. Like that will go a long way for people that you never know what people are going through. Right. Like we didn't know Lawrence was dealing with that, mm-hmm. you know, that day, like just feeling really, you know, not himself. Um, you never know. So whenever you get that urge, like it's okay to take a quick moment from break, uh, from work or from the kids. Hey, I, let me just make a phone call real fast. Let me shoot off this text real fast. Um, if you want to take it to social media, just shoot off that tweet or that that status or that that picture that come up in your Facebook memories or something, um, and just put it out there and just let people know, hey, I, I appreciate you, and you know, it, it goes a long way. I'm. 100% agreeing with you, Tone. I'm so pro giving people their flowers. And it's like everybody wants to honor the people that they ain't met one time or ain't never met in the world before. This our man, man, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we somebody that we done known for a long time. He go out of his way for everybody. He make people laugh. He give people Advice. I don't know how many times I had to call Lawrence at 10 30 at night. Like, hey, hey, you all, because I need some advice. Let's um, have this 90 minute conversation. Hey, man, I know you ain't got 90 minutes, but I'm going to call you anyway, even though you're about to go to sleep. <laughs> I'll call him and be like, hey, man, you got five minutes knowing damn well it ain't going to be five minutes. He'd be like, yeah, I'm just getting ready to go to sleep. <laughs> cool. I will keep you up for a little bit longer. Man, um, it's, it's really nice to like, I, I I really like love what you're saying because it's nice to get to a place where you, you can enjoy like the appreciation. Like it, it was weird a, a few weeks ago. Like I always talk about with Herb Howard where I remember seeing this interview with Jay-Z where Jay-Z was like, yeah. I, I heard one of Wayne's verses on one of my remixes and I was like, yeah, I see you, you little, I see, I can see you from here. And I said, that's how I feel about Herb Howard. I can see him from here. You know, like I, if you're talking about someone who's going to, who I think is doing what I used to do and maybe better on the bears beat, I see it in Herb Howard. So I was saying that, like, I, I tweeted him out. I, I, I said it on the air, and he re, he retweeted it. And this dude was like, is Lawrence comparing himself to Jay-Z? And Herb was like, yeah. Yes. And guess what? <laughs> He's right. 
And, and so, and so I started laughing. I was like, "Go ahead and ask my colleagues." And then, and then her was like, "Didn't you just win like rapper of the year?" And I, like, I was like, "That's right. I actually did just win an award that said I am the best in sports commentary in Chicago." So yeah, <laughs> mofo, I am Jay Z. Now what? Lawrence is top two, and he not two. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call This is fine I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently Everything's fine That's okay Things are gonna be okay Well don't I I didn't I didn't know how much worse it couldn't got gotten after we did this last week. After the Bears shit on themselves in week one against <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. But don't you wait. The beloved, they always have something in store. And did they have something in store for the people this week? I mean, starting with the head coach Matt Eberflus, who couldn't find any words to say to the the Bears beat when he spoke on Wednesday and followed up by that was, was uh, Justin Field. Now, young Justin has come under fire recently for his play, for the lackluster nature of their offense, for the way he performed in week one and in week two, where the, the young light-skinned brother by the name of Justin Fields has not had an easy go. And much of the offense's demise as of late has been his fault. Not letting go of the football, not throwing the, the, the right, making the right decision in his progressions. Just an inept offense is what they have. And as the quarterback, he's going to take a lot of that, that the brunt of those issues. And it's not all his fault. Their offensive line is boo-boo. I don't ever want to hear anything about PFF grades ever again. And we don't know if his wide receivers running the right routes and his coaching staff called the same damn play three times on the goal line in the middle of the field, pick six. So Justin's taking a lot of heat right now. And I think the young man got to a point on Wednesday where he said, you know what? I'll be damned. If I'm going to be the one that takes all these issues on, even though as a professional, as the quarterback, that is what your responsibility is. Hey, when we win, it's we. When we lose, it's me. Some of the best athletes in the world have told me that phrase and thinking about it, it is the right move. But I think the young brother named Justin Fields decided, like, I'll be damned. I got time today. And so when talking to the Bears beat about what's been going wrong, he said that 
what's what you know what's causing him to freeze up during games and and go into his overthinking. He said, you know what, coaching, I think. And he went on to explain that you know they, they show me things. They wanted me to to work in the pocket more this offseason, and I've been working on that. And I, I've been thinking about you know making the right throw. And and sometimes it, it's a lot of information. And I just gotta say, f it, and go out there and be myself. Now there is nothing, and I mean nothing, wrong with what that man just said. Because at the end of that, he said, at the end of the day, oh, it's more of a me thing than a coaching thing. And I have to go out there and make plays. Then about an hour later, he had to come back, call all the beat writers there at Hallis Hall over and say, yo, let me holler at y'all real quick. And he said, I think about what I was saying got taken out of context. And this is what I didn't like about the, what the young Justin Fields had to say on Wednesday. In his second conference with the media, he said, Y'all trying to break up this locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all trying to split up this locker room. Y'all create narratives. Y'all putting words in my mouth, twisting up what I said. And it's all on me. And I should have said that the first time. But I'm trying to, you know, I respect what y'all do. So I'm trying to give y'all a little bit more. But when I see my words... Get twisted up. And you know what? Here's the thing. No problems with what he said the first time. But if the brother wanted to clarify, I, I can get that. I can get down with that. I can respect that. Because I think sometimes I've asked for in the last three weeks on this podcast, hey, if you're an athlete and you have a problem with something I say, pull up on me. He did. What I don't like is this idea that the assembled media up there at House Hall is trying to split up your locker room in week three. After you guys, those guys in that locker room, have lost 12 damn games in a row. That's what's going to break up your locker room. Losing. The 12-game losing streak that you're on is probably the thing that's going to break up. If anything gets your coach fired, it's that it ain't it's not the assembled media whose job it is to just report of the goings on at Hallis Hall and Soldier Field. I thought that Justin Fields won the day before the backtrack. One thousand percent. I I thought that he said I I to me there was no ambiguity in what he said. He uh, he took responsibility for the problems, and one of the ways that he's addressing it is by being more assertive with his coaches about what it is that he can and wants to do in the offense. And there's nothing wrong with that. Every quarterback goes through every good quarterback, every great quarterback goes through this point of, no, I think I got it now. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a situation where your career is on the line, cause that's what we're talking about. One thousand percent. You want to go out your way. I said two weeks ago, I need him to be a little bit more Jay Cutler. I need, I need some screw it. And and what was hilarious to me is that Justin was saying all of the stuff that I had said on the air when he's talking about, yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to say, yeah, screw it. it. Yeah. Go out there. And I, I, I endorse that. 
I I'm sure that once I'm I saw this happen before, and this will age me. There was a game about 20 years ago where Brian Greasy was running a two-minute drill and won the game. Now, after it's the, the Eagles, right? Yep. After the game, Greaseman had explained to us that he caught the place from the line of scrimmage and that the guys did a really good job of running the two-minute drill. The coaches got so mad at him that the next day there was a whole press conference about, no, 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 he wasn't out there calling his own plays. He was calling our, it was the most ridiculous. What a way to take a win, take a win, a loss away from a win. And that's what it felt like when he back, when Justin backtracked. No, man, everyone gets it. Yeah. Everyone, the folks locally, the folks nationally that I'm sure he's been seeing, he's been seeing those video breakdowns on social He's been waking up to to, to ESPN and, and seeing RG3 explain why Justin's drop back is bad. He's seen all this conversation about what his game has been. I'm I'm proud of him for taking agency and mm-hmm. saying, this is my career. And and I'm I want to work with you. Like I, I'm not trying to go completely rogue, but you got to work with me too. And we can make this thing a little bit better than what it has been. So I'm I'm rooting for him, man. And all of Chicago is rooting for him, I think. And I think from judging by the reaction that we saw today on Twitch and on, on the text lines, I think there were people that Justin lost that came back when they heard his press conference today. I think there were people that were like, I'm out on Justin Fields. And then they were like, hold up, hold up. My man recognizes what's happening here and wants to fix it. No, that's still my quarterback. That's still my quarterback. Now, the only thing that I would say it said to the young man, if I could have given him some fatherly advice, this wouldn't have been the week I would have done it. Because you, you, you can't win. You can't win. You're going arrowhead. I'd have done this next Wednesday. You get ready for Denver. That would have been the week I would have done it. And then, then you go get your win against Denver at Soldier Field, and everything oh, is nice. You know, you know what else too? Like it would have made his argument stronger, and I think more accepting to the coaching and the people uh, in that locker room if he did this approach privately first. This is more aggressive. Um, this is my career, so I need to take hold of it before I lose control of it. Um, for this week, again, like, and then waited, like you mentioned, the next if things didn't change, where you know the coaches that were put on no- notice privately say, "Hey, I can't do this no more. Like, this is whack. Like, what are we doing out here?" And then if it doesn't change in the next game, where you got that room to kind of fix things, because you know you're probably not gonna win. Then the following week, you say, hey, I got a couple things to say because you're right, Lawrence, like it's been the most popular. And we check, you know, over at NBC, we check what's trending. We look at what people are looking up, what they're searching, what they want to know about, what more information they want. Those Justin Fields breakdowns uh, were gaining traction. They were one of the more popular things on social media after uh, Sunday football is that Monday 
when people are doing their breakdowns on and, and and here's the thing that means people know justin has talent so they're curious as to why he's being asked right now like it's gotta be a reason and it, you it, the problems are so large right it's not just one entity is this like a multi-level failure so far this season but people want something to explain why did i know this talent is looking so bad what is the problem and that's why they're gaining so much pride so he's seeing all these things on social media and he's like yo i i gotta say something because i also think he recognizes how if you let other people control your narrative like you if this don't work out in your first stop and you're a first rounder the narrative's already been written look at trey lance the narrative has already been written that's not saying you can't come back but it's going to be very difficult if you allow, and, and there's another level to this that I want to get to, you know, a little bit later. I'm going to let Russ go. Um, but we know what happens. All right, first round pick, it doesn't work in your first destination. It took Baker Mayfield, like four teams, to actually get some modicum of this is my team again. It took him so long to get back to this space. And it's not an easy road. It's not an easy road to do. So I was I was definitely happy with Justin that first go around. And it seems like some sensitive people who are very sensitive, instead of taking that and using it, okay, we need to be better for him. He's taking this seriously. I need to take this justice seriously. Somebody got a hold of him. Like, hey, could you, would you mind uh, taking it back? And, uh, you're not being a team player and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the most team thing that he could have done That's was what, what he did. That's what I would it. It seemed like in that hour between when he left the podium and when he pulled everybody to his locker that somebody, I don't know if it's Bear PR, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, his quarterback coach, somebody said, hey, big dog. Um, you might want to clear, clear that up because that, that make us look bad. And if I'm Justin, I'm like, I mean, let's not look bad then. Cause I think, cause like, look, if you're going to go down, you're going to go down swinging. And I think that's what Justin thought about. And as, as I know he tried to, he pushed back against it in, in his, in his second meeting with the media. But I think uh, deep down, if you, if you really got Justin off the record and he was honest with you, like, man, I know I'm good at football. Yep. I was a top 10 pick for a reason. I put up numbers, numbers at Ohio State. From the pocket. From the pocket, which is what always pisses me off about what the Bears have done. Like, he, he doesn't have to learn how to win. He's won in the pocket. Like, that's why he teams wanted to take him so high. Yep. And you just can't block it. So you got to figure some things out in the interim. But it's just like, yeah, something happened in that hour that made him do that. And then, guys, the, the, as the day goes on, there are rumblings about you know, Matt Eberflus is asked about his defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, who didn't coach on Sunday in, in Tampa. Matt Eberflus coached the defense and, and called the plays. Not well, but he called them. And they asked, hey, is, is Alan Williams going to be returning? Hell, we don't really have a timetable for when he's going to come back. Then he's asking, you know, is he going to be the DC or call plays when he gets back? And, oh, well, we can figure everything out. And then what comes into question is, is he still even a member of your staff? 
and he doesn't answer. And then reports, or I'm not even going to call them reports, because reports mean they are something that's substantiated. Rumors come out about what has been going on with Alan Williams. And those rumors said were said that you know his home was raided and the palace hall was raided. Now, I am somebody that is very old school when it comes to reporting, because I think we as journalists, we as reporters have a responsibility when it comes to the things that we say, the things we report and the things we put out into the ethos. Mm -hmm. And I think it is very irresponsible. When somebody reports something like that. And everybody goes quiet. Now, a couple things could happen here. I want to be fair to the young man person that reported that because when it's all said and done, maybe this person heard something that they deemed credible. At the same time, when it's not somebody that you have been able to call credible or you've heard information like this from before and you don't see the Bigfoots in the sport nationally clarifying, reporting, doing their own due diligence, and you don't see people on that beat jump out there and say something has been confirmed. It's irresponsible when something like that is out there because it spreads like wildfire. And the shittiest part about sports media right now is we have these things called aggregators. And aggregators are these accounts and you've seen them and the Dolph Kennedy's and ML football and all these places. There's they have them in other sports, NBA central where they just pick up things that are out there in whatever sports, whatever sport that they're, they're part of. And then they just put it out there. And these accounts have hello followers because all they do is take other people's content, other people's information and put it out. And so when you have a report like that, that has not been substantiated or confirmed or reported on anywhere else, and then it gets put out, it spreads like wildfire. And that's exactly what happened with this Alan Williams rumor. And then shortly after Justin Fields talks to the media, the Bears pro spokesperson comes out and says, hey, Alan Williams resigned this morning. Mm-hmm. And then you're just sitting back like, what in the hell is going on at Hallis Hall? And I don't know what is going on. I don't cover football. I don't cover the NFL. I don't cover the Chicago Bears. But something's going on in that building right now. Something has happened with Allen Williams. And then he, after seeing what happened, he put out a statement via his attorney. Now, I am somebody that been a bright fellow for a while and been a reporter, am a reporter. And, you know, you get the thinking, well, if you if you left, like you said in your statement for family and health reasons, why at that point do you need an attorney to put out a statement for you? And also, why would you leave the what I'm sure is incredible benefits of being a a defensive coordinator in the National Football League when they have things in place 
like if this is a mental health situation, they have thing every almost every company has some things, has some form of leave that you can take. Whether we're talking about short-term disability, there's all sorts of stuff. Why in the world would you leave a high-paying job? Because that's what you're doing when you're resigning. And leave all of those benefits that offer you resources that you're now going to have to pay out of pocket for? That's hustling backwards. And it is strange to me, like looking at the, the release of his resignation, this wasn't some, we understand that Allen is going through a really hard time right now. We at the Bears support his choice to walk away from football. We hope that Allen will avail himself of all the resources that the Chicago Bears football franchise and the NFL have to help whatever it is that's going on with them. You would hope that. And and look, I'll take a another league. What's the young man from the Dodgers that the Dodgers have continued to sign? Is it, is it Tones? Is it oh, um, Andrew Tolls? Andrew Tolls. Right? For like the last six years. Yeah. They've signed him just so that he, if, if, because I think he's, he's bipolar, right? Like yeah. He's, he's it, battling bipolar he, and I think schizophrenia. But if he, if he ever gets to the point where he wants to avail himself of the resources, the Dodgers got his back. Every, the Bears, as an organization, there are a lot of things you can say about the McCaskies. You can't say that they don't care about people. And if there was something that was so bad that someone was having a hard time and walking away, they would step in. So there, there's, it leads to a lot of questions. And the way that they put out, it was like, it was like um, they were cutting a backup safety. Yeah. Like that release was like, and Alan Williams resigned, and that's it. It it was it had nothing. They said nothing about the man, what he had done for their team, for their defense, like none of this stuff. So it leads to a whole lot of questions. And then to cap the day, got buried. Tony's boy. The Peter Man. The Peter Man. Got cut. I feel like the Peter Man is going to get re-signed. But we'll see. He always does. He always does. People just like him for some reason. He's awful at football. But, hey, man, you don't have to be good at football to be a professional football player. People just going to like you. They're going to like having you around. The legend at the bank who just retired last week, Chase Daniel. Mm-hmm. Straight up legend at the bank, man. That's, legend at the bank. Man, First all, Hall that, of Famer. Yeah. Yo, that's that's so dope. If kids exactly. would if, if kids would change their projections of themselves, like, hey, I just want to stick around and be a positive influence on whatever professional team. Just reach that threshold, right? Like get to the top one percent of the top one percent. But just reach that threshold just to be the backup. And you set. For life. <laughs> I always tell people it is so worth it in life to be a good dude. I agree. 
because let me tell you what, when you're a good dude, or I'll say good person, but it's talking about football. When you're a good dude, and you work baseball, hard, and you work you're kids a good like dude, you work hard, and you help the environment, right? They call them glue guys in sports. People, people like having you around. People like like having you around where, you know what? I might never get into a damn game, but you know what? Your quarterback likes me and appreciates me. Your, your star wide receiver likes me because I can walk them through some things. Your young players like me because I'm the OG because I've been around the block a couple of times and I know the playbooks and I can help them. I tell them what they need to do to get on the field. I can, I have the ear of the coaching staff. Those dudes fall to the earth in sports. They will always have jobs. They will always get opportunities because they don't have to play. I'm not paying them to play. I'm paying them to make my organization better. I'm I guess. Paying them to did they have to do it today, though? <laughs> it was so much stuff going on. <laughs> it's like at the end of all of this, they're trying to say, hey, nobody came in and raided. You know us. We all good. Oh, by the way, Nathan Peterman, we cut him. Y'all have a good night. See y'all Sunday. <laughs> See y'all Sunday. Yeah, man. I I'm at a loss for how badly the Bears handled all of this. And I go back to the Nate Davis thing. Where with Nate Davis, now we know like it was mm-hmm. something that was really personal. Right. The Bears with their <sighs> competitive advantage bullshit. They didn't want to talk about it and they want to be like, well, it might be an injury and we're not going to tell you anything. There's a way to talk about this stuff without putting someone's business out there. You could have very easily said, Nate Davis is going to be away from the team for a little while. He's got some stuff that's going on. We, once it gets resolved, we welcome him back with open arms, which, by the way, was another tell with Eberflus when he was talking about Allen Williams because he was given multiple opportunities to say, hey, you know, we can't wait to have Allen back or, you know, all the and it never happened. And that's the part of the crisis PR thing that the Bears got wrong, that they're not supposed to be getting wrong at this point. This is part of re- this is why you hire Kevin Warren. Like it wasn't just to get the stadium deal. It was to set a standard. And that standard, the, the standard that he professes to have was not upheld this past week. It just wasn't. And I, I, I wonder if right now, like as we're recording this, I wonder if, Kevin Warren, like I imagine, I don't know that man. I've, I've, I've interviewed him now, but I don't know that man. But just from what he projects, I imagine that he is putting together a binder of mistakes that were made today. And that they, they will be addressed. But the idea was that you wouldn't have to do this, that it would you would understand what the standard was and how to go about it and how to not make the organization look bad. And they look bad. 
and they're going to continue to look bad. Like they're, they were the top stories on national broadcast today for all the wrong reasons. Almost none of it had to do with the fact that they're playing Kansas city on Sunday. All of it was your quarterback's bad. Why is your defensive coordinator gone? Oh, and the story that would have been the lead story. Your left tackle is probably gone for the season. Think about that. If this were just a regular day, the Braxton Jones injury would be, at least for sports, would be an A-block story. And it is now maybe the fifth story of the day. Because you have you have Justin Fields, then you have the Justin Fields redress. You've got Allen Williams resigning and the Bears being like, uh, yeah, I think he resigned. <laughs> like this morning, actually. Yeah, I think he resigned. We don't know. And then, oh, yeah, our 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 left tackle has a really bad neck problem. That's probably going to force him to miss the entire season. And the Peter man got cut. It's and, a wild day. And the Peter man got cut. Guys, we're we're in week three. It's gonna be a long one. I think the thing that I've been asking myself is a twelve-game losing streak that is going to be thirteen, and everything that has happened to them. At what point do you say, as an organization, you know what? We have to make a change. Or do you say, ah, you know, we've been through a lot of coaching searches lately. Like, maybe this is going to. Or do you finally say, Kevin Warren, it's your team now. Do what you want. Yeah. When it comes to Matt Eberflus, I'm not there yet, but I'm close. I don't think that he's necessarily the problem. And there's there's some things about him that I like including the way that they responded to week five last year, where he was like, Hey, this shit ain't working. Let's try something different. And then it worked. I'm almost at the point though, where I'm like, you're not the solution either. I'm not there, but I'm close. And, and today did not help in that regard. Like this is a conversation that Dan and I, we're having last week. And when you add in how all of this stuff has been handled, and if if there was someone with who's super sensitive on the coaching staff that then ended up putting Justin back out on front street, that, that's on you. Like that's on that's on the head coach. There's a lot of this stuff that's on the head coach. And and you're on top of everything else, you're losing. We all know why the Bears lost last year. Like We all get it. And Bears fans have kind of been like, all right, cool. Yeah, we get it. Number one pick. Yay. They put all of that shit aside. They were like, yeah, you on a 10-game losing streak, but it's a new season. Here come the Packers. When Once you embarrass yourself again in front of the Packers, Bears fans are like, hold up. We've lost 11 games in a row. Like they weren't going to they weren't going to give you that out anymore. 
Now they're asking hard questions, and I think it's fair. They're asking hard questions on whether the quarterback is the guy, whether the head coach knows what he's doing. And and it's completely and utterly fair. And when you have a week like this and a day like this, man, every one of those, those Bears fans, every single one of them, has the right to be furious. And if you don't start winning some, if you don't start proving that you can win games, and the reason why the Tampa game bothers me so much, you and Green Bay are probably not equal. They're probably better than you, even though they didn't have a bunch of their best players. You and Tampa are at the very least equal. And you didn't play it equal. And you did dumb shit inside that game. That makes me think you're not part of the solution. So if you're not part of the solution, if you get to a 15-game losing streak, a 16-game losing streak, which is possible with the way that their, their schedule is set up, why in the world would I keep Matt Eberflus as a head coach? What has he shown you that makes you think that this is a man and and... We can go all we can go up to Ryan Poles too. We all know what Matt Eberflus's defense is supposed to look like. You know how we know? Because we watched it for a decade. Every Bears fan that was old enough to understand what was going on in 2005 forward knows what a a 4-3 cover two defense looks like. And they know the parts that are important to it. You can't run that defense without an ass-kicking three technique. And now your general manager has known this for two years, and you haven't gotten one. And when one was available, you didn't want to pick him. And the reason that you didn't want to pick him is because of your goddamn culture. Now, fast forward. Here's your culture on display for everybody. You had week one, a dude not play hard. And he was so not playing hard that he had to come up and apologize to teammates, coaches, and the general manager. You had Jay Glazer on national television the next week talking about the number three wide receiver on your team. That's your culture. Your culture is whatever the hell is going on with Allen Williams and you not being able to handle it or absorb it. Your culture is your quarterback is crying out for help because he's not getting the help from his coaches. But you draw the line. You drew the line at Jalen Carter. And if we really want to, you know what? If we really want to get into it, let's go backwards a little bit. You was out here having people shit on Roquan. Oh, we don't pay off the ball linebackers. They're not valuable. These dudes, these dudes made a value judgment on Roquan Smith in eight games. But when we made a value judgment on Chase Claypool after eight games, they were like, that's not enough games to make a real evaluation. 
The difference is Roquan Smith is not just a Pro Bowl player. He is an all-pro, meaning best at his position. But the general manager seemingly took the negotiation so personal that he had to move Roquan out. What did Roquan do? Become an all-pro. What did Roquan do in week one of the NFL season this year? He had a sack and 16 tackles for a team that won. I was listening to some national broadcasters who were like, you know what, man, Roquan Smith has proven to be a great leader for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. He's 20. He was 25 years old when they traded him. They traded an all pro 25 year old linebacker. And most people in Chicago were like, well, they had to do it because of the stuff that the bears were putting out there. Do we want to talk about Lamar soup Campbell? And him being fired? There's a lot of questions about you and your culture up there at 1920 football drive. A lot. You guys went crazy over, not you guys. You guys went crazy over Darnell Wright because he passed this thing that you guys weren't expecting. Maybe your diagnostics for scouting, maybe they aren't great. And you were you were so blown away by the traits on Darnell Wright that you were like, oh, we got to have him. Since we're not going to take the guy that we actually need, we're not going to take the guy that makes our coach's defense go. Like, we're not going to do that. We're going to take a right tackle. And everyone's going to be like, oh, I'm totally cool with it. Totally, because he doesn't fit the culture. Your culture ain't shit. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna take that last part of what Lawrence said and just start playing at places. <laughs> like, like you're trying to build an environment. I'm just play- your culture ain't shit. <laughs> want to thank the fine folks for listening to our audio adventure this week we want to remind you that tony gill is brought to you by cheats and giggles visit sheetsgigglescom forward slash sa to get 23 percent off your next purchase by using promo code sports that is promo code sports it is cooling down here in the city of chicago around the country fall is coming and coming fast whoa um you can use the flannel oh, boys. Yo, that's wow. Right oh, that's why I said whoa, Tone. That's why <laughs> wow. I said whoa. Uh, the flannel boys. The great time of year to put them on your bed. Fall, winter. You know, it's 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 about 55, 56 degrees when we wake up in the morning. When I go on my run, when Lawrence goes on his walks in the morning, it's nice, the nice crisp fall here. This is what you want. We put on the nice little jacket. It's great. Sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. We are also brought to you by BetMGM. You get $1,500 back in site credit if you do not win your first 
bet by using promo code adjacent 1000 that is adjacent 1000 bet mgm the king of sports books tone anything before we let the fine folks go shout out to lawrence happy birthday <laughs> oh my god happy birthday to youtube tone <laughs> on that note we will catch you guys next week thanks for listening to sports adjacent with jason leisure and russell dorsey be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother.